Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back to preview a game against MK Dons. I'm going to look back at a game against MK Dons. I am Roy Fallow and I am not joined by Matthew Keelan this week. He is observing a period of self-isolation after being exposed to COVID, after he went round to his dad's house. His dad, of course, being Joe Royal. So for breaking COVID protocol, he is banned from <laughs> broadcasting for um, not one week. He will be back on Saturday to react to a 1-1 draw over MK Dons. But in his place, we are joined by Tom Walsh. Good evening, Rory. How are you doing? How's things, how's things in Austria, Tom? Again. Oh, uh, it's changed a little bit because the zoo's opening on Monday. So. Oh, get in. Yeah, I know. Here's some, a fuming. <laughs> Shops are opening on Monday. The zoo's open. I've been looking forward to this moment for ages. So next week, I'm going to go to the zoo. Is there any special attractions at the Vienna Zoo? I don't know, actually. Apparently, you can do like uh, nighttime tours where, because all, all the animals. More of the animals come out at night, so you can have a nighttime tour of Schönbrunn Zoo. So, and to be fair, if you want to like take a, a young Austrian lady for you know a, a date that's maybe not stereotypical, a night at the zoo that's like pretty fun and you know I was going to say romantic, maybe not romantic, but like it's a good like conversation one, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, get it! Oh, well, brilliant. Like, well, well, we'll get you back in the pod next week so you can let us know how that goes. Um, blind date. <laughs> so that was the voice of Richard Easterrook, who joins us this week as well. Um, Richard, you ever been to a zoo at night? No, no, I haven't. But initially, it sounded terrifying, but I think it could be pretty good. Yeah, man. It would be terrifying to let all the animals out as well. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. just see a lion's eyes coming towards you, <laughs> like penguins off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> smoking tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Could a penguin smoke a tab? Could a penguin hold a tab? I don't. Th- or maybe like get both fins. Yeah, you get two fl- the flippers, and they could they could yeah. do it. Flippers, fins. Yeah, let's let's say flippers. Yeah, that, yeah. if anything yeah, else, that's funnier. Um, yeah, is the penguins at the Vienna Zoo? <laughs> do we know that? Uh, I'm not sure. To be honest, I've not done much research on it. I'm just I'm just overwhelmed with excitement that it's opening. So yeah, um, but can you get a beer I'll- there as well? Well, I'll take my own in, if I can. Oh, great. <laughs> Smuggling beers in to zoo away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of enough uh, enough laughter for one second, because we've got very sad news to talk about at the top of the pod. Oh, yes. That is Danny Graham. He hasn't just been released. He's retired as well, Danny Graham. The legend himself has announced his retirement. He released a statement um, just yesterday on Wednesday saying, after a great deal of consideration, I feel now is the right time to announce my retirement from professional football. I'm immensely proud, honoured and fortunate to have had the career I have representing 13 clubs and working under many managers and coaches who have helped mould my career and me as a person. I mean, Tom... How heartbreaking, especially when when he left Sunderland, by the way. He said he was at a stage of his career where he needed to play football every week, and then three days later, he's retired. <laughs> well, it's a, dark, it's a dark day, but that statement is just a sign of uh, the class of the man. And, um, you know, the, the world of football is just a little darker today. And as the head of the Graeme uh, Maniacs fan club, it's like <laughs> it's it's hard because we've lost... Our shining light of the world of football, and you know. Anyway, he's he's. This world is a little too cruel for someone as pure 
as Danny Graham. And I'm just so privileged to say that I was at Goodison Park where he scored that just wonderful goal. That, no. And we'll always have that afternoon in Liverpool. And I, for one, wish him all the best in his future endeavours. And hopefully he comes back to uh, managers or perhaps become owner and overlord of our beloved football club. So, yeah, it's a um, bit of sweet. Bit sweet. Oh, yeah, I agree. Richard, any any Danny Graham memories? Were you there as a journal perhaps for that Everton for that goal against Everton? No, no, it wasn't. Um I have no positive memories of him at all. This is a proper heel versus baby face thing we've I've got been going on with Scraping through the memory bank, but he's barely in the ground and this is what you're doing. <laughs> he's not even disgusting. Cool. I did stream the game where he scored against Aston Villa children. <laughs> yes, we'll always have that. And is um, I prefer Tom. You say the goal against Everton, but I prefer the thinking man's choice, which was his performance against Southampton at home, which was ah. probably about a week later. Yes, um, yes. one two one two Jordi Gomez penalties, but he was fantastic mm. that day. And of course, putting the three 0 win against Newcastle, where he, he also was, put in a good also shift. fantastic, also fantastic. I do, I did like his brief renaissance under Allardyce, where. Uh, we were playing away at Tottenham, and he just was in the lineup and playing left wing for some reason. <laughs> and so, and all all the game was was Pickford just pinging the ball to him every goal kick. And I thought that was I thought that was a lovely rolling back uh, rolling back the years for Allardyce and uh, Graham. I did actually I did actually see these. Uh, I looked at some of his goals for Blackburn today, and that goal he scored against Man United um, in the cup a few years ago. That had Jose Mourinho applauding on the sidelines. <laughs> it was purring. What a fitting tribute to the man. I mean, he mentioned in that statement, played under some good managers, like obviously Martin O'Neill signed him for Sunderland, but at Swansea, he played under Michael Laudrup and Brendan Rodgers as mm. well. Like, that's, that's just three as well. Like, even, you know, Sam Allardyce, who you mentioned there, Tom, like. <laughs> Phil Parkinson. Bill Parkinson as well, of course. Like, I mean, I was saving him for last. I was saving the best uh, one till last. All right, okay. um, but probably, if we looked at him this season, probably the right time for him to call his storied career to an end. And you know he's got a clothing brand, doesn't he, now? He can, Does he? Can he? focus on that. Yeah, I'm sure he, there was stuff about his clothing brand on Instagram. I can't remember what it's called. Why, but he why have I not known about this earlier? I would have yeah, yeah. sat dressed in all of it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you've got that date at the zoo. If only you could have got some <laughs> Danny Graham gear in for that. Oh, what a shame. That'll next go down time, a storm, no doubt. You would think, you would have thought. Um, following Danny Graham out the door as well, at least for now, is Will Grigg. Will Grigg finally gets to, well, like I say for now, because he's only gone on loan, um, to MK Don, so obviously he's not going to, he's going to have to wait a while to make his debut. A loan deal, lad, so he's not gone forever, but this is probably the end of Will Griggs' sad way aside spell, isn't it? I think so. I think I'm, I've I've been kind of banging the, the Will Griggs drum for for longer than I should have done, really, and I, I knew he was gone, really. In his, in his mind, he's gone. Um, whether, whether he can get scoring at, at MK Dons and come back to us and say, I want to have a second go, I've got unfinished business... Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think you know if if it's going to be annoying seeing him score goals, um, yeah. Because I'm sure he will. Because it, it's what happens. It's Sunderland. He'll go mm-hmm. out and he'll get double figures, finish the season, and uh, come back to us and score two goals in pre-season, then sign for um, MK Dons permanently. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it'll work. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's had a bit of a rough end of the deal, really, at Sunderland. Obviously, comes in with enormous pressure on his his head and you knew it wasn't going to end well when on his like home debut missed an open net against Blackpool um but even in the the tail end of that Jack Ross season he did put in like some shifts for the team and I thought well I thought towards the end of it I thought hey, this is we've got a decent player here but then I thought he was treated really badly under Parkinson like yeah the phase of where he was just just not even being in in the squad when we needed like a striking option from the bench was I think it was really kind of disgraceful in Parkinson's point. Well, um, he, he took him all the way to Portsmouth that, as well, that, just to not even include him on the bench. Um and I think this season uh, you can't you know, you can't legislate for him missing open goals and tappings from two yards out. 
But like you say, Richard, his head's probably fried by this point. And when when he starts missing those ones, you think it's probably best for him and the club to try and find him somewhere else to go. Um, and at MK Dons, he's going back to a bit more familiar surroundings. And I'm in no doubt that he'll like score a few goals for, for them till the end of the season, playing with Cameron Jerome. I don't know if he's a big man, little man kind of player, but... I'm sure, like a, a wily old player like uh, Cameron Jerome, they'll probably work quite well together. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I think oh, it sorry, works out for him. Yeah, no, I just really, I just hope it works out for him because it's just he's had a bit of a shit one here, and he's you know we spoke about Danny Graham. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work twice here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's even worse second time. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. It's it's like. Moves like this can make or break, break a, a player's career, and yeah, you know he's at an age now where he needs to be, he needs to be playing football. He still he'll, he'll still have aspirations of of playing football internationally, and we've just kind of like poured piss on that for the last two years, really. And it's do you think I, I, he's I, just I a small club? He, he has brought a bit of it on himself in in how he's how he's played when he's been called upon, but he's not been able to 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 kind of settle into a team because whenever he's played once or twice he's been dropped straight after and it's just kind of yeah. taken any momentum that he's that he's had in his career and left him having to start start from scratch almost I don't yeah I do kind of agree with that and what you were saying as well Tom that managers haven't treated him well we never really played with strengths if we're no. honest but that at the no, same no. time doesn't excuse missing you know open goals and sitters which that's not know that did happen but you look at the fact that he didn't ever seem to relish the pressure of playing in front of a big crowd. He always looked quite uncomfortable. Like, can you remember when, like, he just signed and Methven, like, paraded him in front of the fans and he looked a bit awkward then and when the club were making a big deal of him arriving at the academy and they were, like, teasing that, like, him driving in, he looked really uncomfortable with that. And you look at his career, MK Dons previously, Wigan before that, quite small environments, they're not as, it's not a dig on those clubs, like Wigan are in a, a higher division than us, Wigan won, won the, the FA Cup quite recently, but you're not going to have the same scrutiny as when you're at Sunderland, and you know the massive fee we signed signed them for as well, and sometimes players like that are maybe, you know, who he is, he is a, a League One jobbing player, let's, let's not forget that, despite his yeah. goal record, is he maybe just better being the sort of big fish in the small pond rather than coming in with this price tag. A lot of expectation, especially because, you know, which isn't his fault, Josh Madger had just left as well, so he desperately needed a goal scorer. I just don't think he maybe thrives on that. Like, you mentioned his international career, Richard. You remember at the Euros when it was obviously the height of the meme of Will Grigg, the Will Grigg's on fire, when they were constantly singing that, despite him, actually, I don't think he, he, he played he a single minute at that tournament. No. No. But he looked uncomfortable with that as well. He didn't, because um, when they got home after the tournament, they had a bit of a homecoming thing for them and they brought all the players out. And I think they brought him out last because everyone was obviously singing that song. And he looked quite awkward with it as well. And you just, yeah. you piece all that together and it's like, is he someone who just likes to quietly go about his business he seems like a type of character especially when you see him on Roker Beach just staring out at the sea which it, it, I'm not making that up that is a thing that people have seen happening like oh fucking hell will you alright but you like, know if, maybe it's just not the right you know sometimes it's just not a good fit is it yeah it's like you're, you know um, Luciano's the restaurant in town he'd go there and if it was your birthday they'd stick a a sombrero a big kind of it's not is it a sombrero it's a big hat and they'd make a big song and dance and there'd be sparklers yeah. and everyone would sing and there's people who love that and there's people who don't love that and Will Grigg is one of those people who who would rather the ground swallowed him up than enjoyed a a sombrero filled birthday party he's weird <laughs> as, as as like a, as a striker even when he scores like really important goals like when he scored for Wigan against Man City like a really well taken goal and Wigan like not Guardiola out the cup. Like when he scored, he was like, he looked like he didn't want to celebrate, or like all these, all these like um, teammates like crowd around him. He just kind of looked like shocked. And every time he scored mm. Sunderland, he like he never celebrated. I mean, maybe I'm reading a bit too much into that. Maybe he doesn't really like the limelight. And unfortunately, well, let's be honest, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't even be a Sunderland player. Like the manager didn't want him. Uh, and the only reason he's here is because 
the owners wanted to make a big show of something and obviously it helps with the TV cameras being stuck on him. So he's essentially, I mean, at points, he's maybe I'm making too many excuses for him, but he feels like a bit well, of a fool guy. Well, he has been shit at the same time. Like, let's not ignore yeah. that. He, he, he was, despite managers not playing to his strengths, he did miss open goals. He, he was yeah. poor. How, how, how many goals in total? Like five, I think, maybe? Like, yeah, it's certainly something less like than that. ten. He never hit double figures. And eight, maybe. Right, okay. But even that, like, come on. That's not what we expected. We expected him to come in that January and get, you know, yeah. more than that for that half of the season. So, when, yeah, when talk at least... about the price tag, you know, if it was three million rising to four, um, obviously, which it never will rise to four, but even if it was, like, a quarter of that, it would still not be... The goal return would not have been enough. Yeah. No, um, and I don't think I'd, I'm not sure whether the price tag had anything to do with with how well Will Grigg played. I think I think you know you, you're both right in that we're probably too big a move from probably too big a club. You know, playing in a, in a stadium like like we do, some people kind of rise to that, and some people find that intimidating. And unfortunately, his character meant that he was one of the latter. Um, it was also sorry. It was you also can't a, do anything to change no. that, can you? So it was also kind of a move that he wasn't expecting. It's like wanted. He, he, like he was in bed, like he was famously in bed when he got the call, and it's like, oh, all oh right, okay, I'm going to Sunderland now, and it's like not mentally I mean, prepared for this at all. If he had, if he had his Google news alerts on, he might have uh, been aware of the fact that <laughs> Sunderland were chasing him for for much of the, the transfer window, if not all of it. You know, it could have been, he could have been at least with his shoes on rather than like sitting there with his pipe and slippers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there is going to be the idyllic return where this um, rejuvenates his confidence and he, he comes back and he ends up playing for us again and, you know, gets fire. And I think this is very much the end. But at least, you know, we don't have to talk about him because it seems like every, like, any more anyway, because it seems like every three or four weeks it's like, well, is Greg going to get back in the team and, you know, maybe get fire and made this game for him? <laughs> at least we don't have to talk about that. Um, Elliot M. Bolton also a bit of a surprise move. Followed him out on loan to Blackpool for the rest of the season, but did sign a new contract. So, obviously, a very different loan deal there. Um, guess possibly quite a good move. He's going to get some experience at this level, which he obviously needs. He needs minutes. Um, I'm not as big a fan of him as, as some people are, but... This can only be a good thing. There's no, you know, unless he ends up like firing Blackpool up the league and they pip <laughs> us to that sixth playoff place, which, you know, would be a very Sunderland thing to happen. Um, but this can only work out well. If nothing else, we're protecting the asset, aren't we? That he signed a new deal, that we're not going to lose him for nothing, as yeah. we mentioned Josh Madger before, that, you know, we did with him. So he's going to get some experience at the level he'd be playing at anyway. And, you know, hopefully he comes back a little bit... I, I, I don't know how to put it. Not a little bit sharp because he does look sharp, but a little bit, a little bit more streetwise, a little bit more, just that little bit more cutting edge decisiveness. Actually, is, is probably the word I'm looking for. Because it's just not bar a game or two here and there. It's not. He's not quite shown the promise that we've seen on loan spells or in the England youths, has he? And he, he, a move like this should hopefully work out well for him. Yeah, it's like uh, it's. I think it's in my head. It's like, go on, lad. What can you do? See what you can do. And it's like I think at Blackpool's not a bad. I mean, I don't know what the expectations are at Blackpool, but I don't think their board or their supporters are like aiming at promotion. I know every team's wants ideally wants to get promoted, whereas at Sunderland we have to get promoted. That's the the main thing. So maybe at a team like Blackpool, he's going to play. Well, hopefully he'll play every week. And then there's not as much do or die kind of um, thing with every game. So hopefully, you know, he, you know, does his time in Blackpool, and hopefully we get when he comes back. He'll be <laughs> Nick's a bit more... going to prison. <laughs> he does his time in Blackpool. <laughs> well, you ever been to Blackpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit more like people who have already done their time, yeah, actually, I would say, yeah. Tom. <laughs> not doing their time currently. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hopefully it works. It works mm. out well. Um, let's get on to the first of two MK Dons games. 3-0 win in the Papa John's Trophy. We move into the semi-finals. An own goal after a cross from Jack Diamond and Aidan McGeady edge of the box effort and yet another goal for Charlie White. Fire us into the next round. Um, not the not a classic game and not an amazing performance, but 
I thought what was quite pleasing with this one, lads, was we were quite in control of it. MK Dons didn't have any huge chances. But when Ledbitter and McGeady came on, we really got control of that game. And it, the fact that they didn't start, but the likes of Lyndon Gooch, Luke O'Nine, Jordan Jones, who's just came in, even Aidan O'Brien, the fact that they're starting and that's what we have on the bench. I know this is a cup game, but... We're going to be doing that kind of thing over the coming weeks, aren't we? After the January window with yeah. more players coming back to fitness. The fact that our depth of squad really helped gain more control of the game and helped us see it out made me feel quite positive for the rest of the season. I don't know about anyone else. No, I agree with the the squad. I think, I said, I said last week, I think our squad size and the depth of it is going to be a deciding factor. Maybe not get an automatic promotion because I'm 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 not confident. Um, that said, it's a shit league, and <laughs> there's every chance of us doing it. But certainly, getting towards promote uh, the playoff spots and, and staying in there, having a having a strong squad and adding the likes of Jordan Jones and and Vogans from from Southampton is is just just something different and having having options and in positions where we've previously not had options or certainly decent options. Um, so so yeah, I think it's going to be we're we're going to be the the team to look at in terms of of staying strong, um, and and hopefully the strength of the the squad means that if we do get any injuries, we, we can we can fill those places with kind of like for like quality. Maybe yeah. maybe the maybe the other teams in in and around us won't won't have that that, that look. Well, well, one team to look at on on that one at the minute, if you want to compare it to another team in the league, would be Accrington and Stanley, who are level on points with us at the minute, but have played two games less. Now they're a team who, right? I, I, I couldn't actually off the top of my head name any Accrington and Stanley players, but they're not going to have the depth that we do. Oxford, who are in really good form at the minute and who are three points behind us, they're not going to have the depth. Crew, who've just came up from League Two, level on points with us. Um, they've actually played three games more than us, to be fair, but they're not going to have that level of depth. They're not going to have those experienced, high quality players like Aidan McGeady and Grant Ledbetter bring on. And it does actually make you wonder to an extent, actually, we have been quite injury-ravaged this season. And I know we've been poor anyway, but maybe if, you know, Luke O'Neill being out for as long as he has, same, similar with Lyndon Gooch has been out a couple of times, if it wasn't for that, would we be even just like, you know, three, six points maybe better off, which at the minute with how tight it is would make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, like, that's been the thing about this season. We we have complained a lot about how poor it's been or how poor the matches have been, but we're not we're not losing. That's the thing. And you had a fully yeah. fully um, fit squad for a bit of time between like November December time. Then a couple of those draws turn into wins, and then yeah, you are to, well. We would be top two, like maybe top. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we're doing all like. It's, it feels like now the the state of the squad is kind of leveling out, so we've got far more options than we did say around Christmas time when we just or like in early January when we just had like uh, players like Mitchell Curry and um, that lad younger on the bench who would not normally be near the team if all these players are back. So it's it is a bit more positive, but every time we do we do start feeling a bit more positive. We have a game like Gillingham or. <laughs> ASC Wimbledon or Plymouth or something like that. So let's not get too excited, I guess. Yeah. Um, 90 minutes, as you mentioned, for Lyndon Gooch and Luke O'Nine. <laughs> Bless Luke O'Nine. Gets a game starting in midfield and gets moved to left back after about 20 minutes because of an injury nice. Callum McFadzian. But I think for him, it was essentially a bit of a pre season game, just minutes in the legs. But yeah, yeah. him and him and Scowan as midfield too look quite good. Um, a lot of energy there, and Scowan was seeming to be benefiting from that so that's potentially an interesting one um, when we look ahead to team selection in the second half of the pod um, but also I think worth uh, pulling out for a bit of praise is Dan Neal who came on as a sub took him a while to get into it and again Ledbetter coming on really helped him but he showed some real quality touches and, and his passing was quite good and we haven't been able to take a, a good look at him for a while but there's another option as well. Um, I know we're centre midfields where we've got quite a few bodies, but 
you know, would would anyone be maybe tempted to to get him in and around the match day squad now? Well, I mean, he's all I've heard about since that game against Harrogate. So, I mean, again, I don't know that much about him, and like, I'm only going off like the Milton Keynes game the other night, and yes, he was very good, but you could throw him in, but he's not going to get thrown in because um, Johnson likes going, so he's never going to get dropped. Um, and then it's you know pick whoever you like really since all our midfielders play it right back now so eventually <laughs> we're going to have to put one of them in actually in midfield alongside Scoan but no it is it is um, it is like encouraging that the youngsters are still playing and I'm looking forward to us selling him to Leeds for a hundred grand like <laughs> in about three months time oh god flashbacks to, to well to the see like Jordan Hugel scored like five the other night yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Tom. Great. You're going to great. trigger Chris Weatherspoon there. He's just going to end up appearing in oh, this no, Google yeah. Meets chat. Oh, look, he wants to join the chat now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming up. Oh, no, don't want that. No, no, um, no, no. It was a debut for, for Jones as well. We touched on him. Um, he played around about an hour. Um, I thought he started quite brightly. He made some good runs, especially one that he made from the centre midfield where he took on a couple. We've heard quite a lot about his pace, but... I don't know what anyone else thought. I thought he looked quite powerful carrying the ball as well. He he did fade a little bit, but he's he's not played much football. Um, so I think that's to be expected. But I thought he showed flashes about uh, showed flashes around like how useful he could prove to be for us. Yeah, he's got he's got to show that he can make the step up from from the Scottish Premier League to to <laughs> League One. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to get that in. Yeah, 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 I have to at least one one per episode and twice a day on the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he if he gets chucked in to the starting lineup this weekend, though, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm imagining. I'm expecting him to start, probably. Who who in place of though? Um, trying to think. Diamond. Or like, but like, well, we'll 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 jump ahead to well, we'll go to a quick break in a second. Just, and, just and, before, and then... just before we uh, we move on, it's just like, not only was that a good, it's a good solid win, but the state of the pitch and the conditions we were playing in on on Tuesday, Tuesday, that's it's good to just get out of that with a with a win, and also it's like, kind of want to win this trophy now since we're at the semi-finals, and oh, absolutely. In the the EFL weekender, which um, yes. I'm very much Let's looking forward that. to. That's why, that's why sh- I didn't want to go to a break just yet, Tom, because we got announced today um, the double header. What a weekend, <laughs> Saturday the 13th and 14th of March is going to be. Because on Saturday the 13th, we've got the 2020 final of Portsmouth versus Salford City. And Saturday the 14th will be the final, the 2021 final, which will be either ourselves, Tranmere, Oxford, Lincoln, a combination of the four. They're the three teams who stand in our way. Oh like, what a feast of football that weekend, lads. Come <laughs> On. I was are we not say- already counting uh, down the days? Well, since the zoos are open on Monday, I'm thinking hopefully by mid-March the pubs could be back open. I mean, just de- like camp in your nearest Irish bar all weekend and just make sure it's like, oh God, just a feast of lower league football and it's yeah. going to be fantastic. When Brett Pittman well, hands us that trophy after Portsmouth <laughs> won it the day before, oh yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Just while you try to explain to a, to an Austrian barman how to how to select the third or fourth Sky Sports channel, <laughs> yeah. Sure yeah, there's probably like some Austrian like explain a major Austrian derby going on at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well that is something to look forward to it's going to be very typical we're going to get the final we're going to win no one's going to be there like I was hoping like even though this would be optimistic like it'll be played in May and then maybe some fans could go I know that was even a pipe dream but the fact that we're going to potentially get to play at an empty an empty Wembley Stadium is utterly fantastic <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> um, oh, but actually one more thing as well and I think Richard you've, you've mentioned this is the 2020 final is being called the Papa John's Trophy, but it should oh, be yeah. the Leeson.com trophy. Like, yeah. are the, the Leeson.com yeah, yeah. lads not absolutely fuming about this? Surely? Yeah. Well, the, the, are they going to have to strip the branding out on the Saturday and move every all the Leeson.com branding out and bring more pizzas <laughs> in for, for the Sunday? Or are they going to call both the Papa John's Trophy? And Papa John's are getting it two finals for the price of one. They're going to be... 
like, which is right up Papa John's street, knowing <laughs> the deals in the midweek. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone like put a flyer through their door. <laughs> Get two EFL trophy finals for the price of one. Eligible at three pm on Saturday the thirteenth of March and Sunday the fourteenth of March only. That's your small print there. Well, if they, if they don't, they're missing a trick, really. Exactly. Sticking it to oh, leasing.com. Have that. Have that, exactly right. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to playing yet MK Dons yet again. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Kieran Grady, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast before we look ahead to the league game against MK Dons. We'd just like to remind you to quote it from the terraces.co.uk and use that discount code WMS10. You know, we mentioned Danny Graham's clothing brand and how that could make you look sexy for a potential suitor. <laughs> Some from the terraces gear can do the same. If you're going on a date to a zoo soon, <laughs> get yourself from the terraces gilet, a jumper, a, a long sleeve polo <laughs> shirt whatever you think that person will be into the most and you can save 10 percent by using the discount code wms10 at checkout to get that 10 percent off the basket as gareth always says um this weekend lads we yet again play mk don's cameron jerome's army as you mentioned previously tom um they're currently 16th in the league one interesting thing I noticed is they've got seven. They've taken seventeen points at home this season, which is the same amount of points as we've taken at home this season. Um, we've played one game less, but you know, quite crap at home going off that. If they've taken the same amount of points as we have, and given our strong away form and the fact that we just turned them over in midweek, plenty of cause to be confident, isn't there? Yeah, I mean. It should be a win. And it's also, <laughs> this is mightily depressing, but it's also my birthday on Saturday. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what more What more could you want from a birthday week than two trips to Milton Keynes? In fact, that's why I'm quite happy this pandemic is on. Because then I, so I don't have to travel to Milton Keynes twice in a week to celebrate <laughs> my, uh, my birthday. Uh, but yeah, we, we should be winning this. It should be, like, we're really good at, we're, Oddly, really um, good away from home. We've just walloped them three 0 So I don't. See, if it's not a, a victory, I mean, it'll be completely predictable. So it has to, you know, yeah. have to win that. I think if I, if I was involved at Sunderland in any in any way, I'd be scratching my head about. Well, probably scratching my head because I've got nits off Danny Green, but probably uh, scratching <laughs> my head about why the home form is so patchy. Why it's been so terrible? Is, is it something to do? With the stadium, you know, being so huge and obviously so noticeably empty compared to, um, I was watching a match the other day and it, it was, it, it looked like the the main stand of the team. I was, I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of muggy, muggy League One team. But their, <laughs> their main stand looked full because it had all the press in and all of the, right. the, the subs and everything. And it, it didn't look full, but it looked certainly busier than ours mm. would look. Um, which is obviously a 49,000 capacity stadium, which just looks gargantuan. Well, I guess there's still a sense. I think people have said is that, this previously, is that a factor? but well, that, I, I think there's still the sense of occasion to an extent as well, isn't there? For you know, opposition players, you know, yeah. playing a competitive game in in that ground is still something. Like Richard, you've played in like journal games at big stadiums, and truly, I know yeah. this is like a daft comparison, but it's going to make you, you know, you're going to puff your chest out a little bit and want to do like the best you can. 
and I know that's different because that's just a game of football in a stadium, and these footballs play in stadiums every week. But it's still, it still must be a novelty. Is the point I'm trying to make, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But the other sides haven't raised the game that much above above their kind of expected quality, have they? It's it's that we've been terrible. It's not because they've been amazing. True. Although saying that, Gillingham on Saturday to give them a lot of credit, they've been they've been derided as some kind of long ball side, but I thought they were really good. Like. In no, they were, being, they were, they were really, yeah, they were being, really good. Yeah, just being really competitive across the pitch, and they, they were kind of, they were combative. But you know, that's not a criticism. I, I just thought they were just a really strong League One side that that came up against a side that weren't, weren't really equipped to deal with it. Yeah, I'd say Gillingham were probably the best team. Well, on on Saturday, they're the best team we've played all season. Well, either I, them or MK Dons. Funnily enough, actually, when we played <laughs> them at home. God, mm. I. Uh, but then you said about the big stadium. We are going to play in a big empty stadium. That's about thirty thousand. So yeah, put your put your theory to the test. Yeah, mm. actually, that's a, that's a good point. Didn't think of that. So maybe that's I, why MK Don's form so yeah, bad yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Actually, um, as we mentioned there, though, these were one of the better sides we've faced this season, especially in terms of how clinical they were, and in terms of punishing us. Like Cameron Jerome, like was excellent in that game uh, earlier in the season to be fair to him but Lee Johnson's got some selection headaches with this we were mentioning potentially Jordan Jones starting before Tom you said he'd, he'd come in for Jack Diamond but then where does that leave Lyndon Gooch or Aidan McGeady because for me I would like to see Gooch and McGeady either side of, of Charlie White he's probably going to stick with his weird 4-4-2 that he tries to say isn't a 4-4-2 he clearly wants to persist with that system <laughs> so I don't know would anyone else have, have Gooch and McGeady as, as the wingers there or, or would you prefer maybe Jones and McGeady Jones and Gooch what do you think personally I'd go for Jones and Gooch and I know it, it's, it'd be a controversial one with having you know with how well McGeady's played recently and how, how good he was on Saturday especially um, but I think just having a little bit of pace trickery and a little bit more of a direct approach to like kind of two classic wingers really um as opposed to to McGeady who who does who does tend to kind of slow down the play albeit showing tricks and you know uh, elements of brilliance but yeah just just having two kind of classic out and out wingers would I'd prefer to see that personally Mm, yeah good shout Tom what do you think um well, I quite like Richard's argument on that one. Um, <laughs> it's why he's a journalist. Oh, well, yeah. He reads I like McGeady as well, though. This is the thing. I, I think McGeady will start, and I think Gooch will still be eased back, really. And I think jo- I think Jones, again, will get another... He will start, he'll get an hour or so, and if he's... And then it's either McGeady or uh, Jones will come off after about an hour or so, and then Gooch will... I imagine will come on. And are we are we just basing this on the assumption that O'Brien's going to play with White? Well, you would presume so. That partnership maybe obviously it wasn't great against Gillingham, but I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd be giving that another game or two at least as well. Like it, it has been working well. He clearly wants a front two as well. Yeah. So with Stewart not fully fit yet, he's not fully but fit. <laughs> he's he's got a hamstring injury injured. apparently. Although, actually, Classic. to be fair, um, Lyndon Gooch, th- there's been rumblings with what Johnson's been, the way he's talked about him, that he does maybe see him as, as a striker, as, as much as a winger. So it could be Gooch and Wyke and then McGeady and Jones as well, perhaps, which would be, you know, if you're the opposition looking at that, that's, that's quite a statement of intent, isn't it? Yeah, because then if it makes sense as well, because then Gooch can... He can either play as that second striker or drop back as um, like a central attacking midfielder. Then you've got three, like your, your three pronged attack there. Um, I don't so That was pretty quite exciting, really. I mean, yeah, it'd be harsh on O'Brien. Yeah, harsh on O'Brien, perhaps. But you know, Johnson does like to rotate things. Yeah. He, he does like to tinker. He, he doesn't. See, he seems the opposite of Phil Parkinson, and who had his eleven and really stuck with that. I think. Johnson is is going to be quite good at now that we're getting a full fitness at using the depth of that squad as well. But you and know also, the fact that we've got sorry, sorry, and also a game on Tuesday as well at Shrewsbury. So is that to yes, think about as true. well? Yeah, about seven games in like 
fucking eight days or something coming up for us as well. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, especially now with the, the semi-final as well. Um, Luke 09, would we have him in the starting lineup as well? Um, probably midfield. He seems to be quite keen on power um, at right back, despite some shaky performances recently. But, you know, him and him and Scone looks quite good for the brief period they got to play that uh, MK Don's Cup game together. Um, and then you've got Led. I think Ledbetter to come off the bench actually is quite a decent option because if you if you're winning the game, he controls it really well for you. But even if you're chasing the game, his range of passing is quite good. I think he's he's often thought of as a defensive change when he comes on when he can actually be the opposite. So if we're going to presume he's going to start with scoring, given he does like him, I think I'd rather see. Or nine alongside him for for the energy as much as anything yeah. off them. Really. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I agree. I'd like that. Yeah, although we we would be having to sacrifice Carl Winchester, and as you know, we are very very lucky to have him. Wow. So you can tell Matt's not on the pod this week, can't you? Because no one's <laughs> no one's arguing with Carl Winchester. Not yeah, I'm, starting, just, I'm but... just doing the heavy lifting for him in his absence. <laughs> <laughs> we do still have to emphasise, though, Tom. You are correct. We are yeah. very. Very, Very lucky, lucky to, have, to have Carl Winchester, of course. Um, Billy Wright as well should hopefully be fit to to come back in alongside Jordan Willis. You presume if he is, that'll be the centre-half partnership. But a good chance to give um, Vogens his debut as well with McFadden going off injured uh, in midweek. He's been poor as well. So for me, I would have him straight in the starting lineup. I know he's inexperienced, but... He's been brought here to play games. McFadden's been awful recently. He, he simply can't be any worse, can he? Oh, I'm quite. I'm quite uh, interested to see this. Um, what's it called? Voskins. Vulcans. Voskins. Sorry. Voskins. Yes. V- Vulcans. Vulcans. <laughs> no, because it, it is interesting. It is interesting when we get these Premier League uh, youngsters in. They can be. They can either go down like the Keziah Sterling route and be completely anonymous or like Dion Sat <laughs> just before that did you see him sign for Greenock Morton yes yes and they, did. The, right. have you seen his unveiling it's amazing no no the uh, <laughs> I, for some reason I follow this Greenock Morton fan on Twitter just because he's funny but he had a picture so Kazari Sterling's at Capolo or whatever the ground's called and he's in the Greenock Morton shirt and then he's holding in each hand the like other shirts but all just on like coat hangers just and he wow. just Yes, yeah. oh, it's amazing. I'm trying, look this, I'm trying to look this up now. Um, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, I'm interested to see this. what this uh, Voskin's like because, like I said, with the Premier, like it's always weird when you get a Premier League, um, like lone youngster in who's always like highly touted at their academy, and then they can well, it's sink or swim when they come to somewhere like Sunderland. Yeah, and we've you seen. Kind of hope it's going to be a Johnny Evans as opposed to a, yeah. a Kaziah Sterling. Yeah, and he's also oh, like Jake Clark Salter. Oh God, <laughs> God. Yeah. But it's like Dion De- Sanderson's been quite um, pleasing to see how well he's. I've, I think he's done quite well since he's been here, and I'd like to think that if this Voskins has anything about him, that or if he's living up to, if he wants to play in the Premier League, then he has to do something here. I imagine. So I hope, hopefully, yeah. he takes uh, gets a bit between his teeth and all that, and he's quite good because we need a good left back because the one we've got yeah. at the moment is not very good. And yeah, we've got Denver Hume out for another what six weeks probably. So right, for me, okay. for me, Vaughan's Vaughan's comes straight in. I've just found that picture of Kaziah Sterling as well. Um, I'll, I'll I'll send that in the group chat after so we can get that on Twitter because <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. The fact that Granite Morton also sponsored by Millions the Sweet that's great. Really that. makes it that's even great. funnier as well. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, I agree with you though, Tom, on on Sanderson as well. Um, if you want to rotate power out, I wouldn't be against seeing him come in at right back um, I'd de- I'd or even you know I'd definitely do that like, stop stop with this weird experiment with power at right back stop you know stop trying to make it happen because we have a right back that we have on loan just play him yeah he's here to play games yeah. as well like we're yeah. saying our Vulcans as well like so Sanderson I, I understood the reservations when we were a bit lighter at centre half so he didn't want to have three of our centre half options on the pitch at once I get that but with Tom Flanagan back now behind that like you've, you've got a bit more scope to, to play Sanderson at right back and it's just a bit more natural if anything power yeah he's good going forward he can put a ball in but defensively he has looked uncomfortable there's no getting away from that is there 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think we should be using. I think we should be using the loan players that that we have um, a lot better. It's it's for their benefit that they've come here, but obviously it's it's going to be for our benefit too. Now you can you can you can tell that Sanderson has has quality about him. I'd rather see him in the team than out of the team because if he does go on to have a decent career, it's going to be really uncomfortable for us to look, <laughs> look, but look on him and go, oh yeah, he was really good when he played five times for us in the in, a, in an entire season. Like yeah. um, you know, when Leicester had that famous moment against Watford in the playoffs, you know, when they missed the penalty and Watford go up the yeah, opposite yeah, end yeah. and score, and Leicester had Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy sat on the bench. <laughs> Amazing! Which <laughs> is like the type of thing we do. So fair play, really respect Leicester <laughs> for that. Um, got to mention this one for for Mickey Loft's sake because he's not on here. But uh, Remy Matthews did all right um, with what he had to do on Tuesday night. So be interesting to see if he's rewarded <laughs> with that because Mickey. He was fuming with Lee Burge on, on Saturday on his display and he was delighted to see Matthews um, showing a bit more promise. So <laughs> I don't think uh, Lee Johnson will rotate the goalkeepers there. I think Lee Burge will retain the number one spot for the league. But hey, maybe Remy Matthews will get his day out at Wembley if we keep progressing in the Papa John's Cup. Um, elsewhere in League One, I was looking at what the fixtures we had and if we could advance anywhere. Um, one interesting one is Doncaster Rovers are playing Oxford. Um, Doncaster have won the last four. Oxford are uh, like a runaway train at the minute. They've won the last five in the league. And if Oxford, after they struggled so much this season, they could go level on points with us if they win and, and, and we lose. And they've actually played a game less than us this season. So a bit of pressure coming up on us there. Um, but we've also got Peter Brett taken on Crew, um, which if, if Crew win... And um, and we win. We'll go above Peterborough on goal difference. Um, and Crew will sit. Crew, who again were terrible when we played them, will stay level on points with us. Um, they have played three games more, but they could potentially leapfrog us in the league on come five o'clock on Saturday. But it just goes to show. As much as anything of like us saying the season's written off, like it's it, it's gone. We can't get promoted automatically. It's so tight in this division, and it's such a mad division. You just need to put a bit of a run together, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's a shit division. Yeah, that's, it is. That's okay. We is? we say it's we write it off because like we have higher standards than this division. No, it's true <laughs> because you ex- you expect when you play this badly and don't win, you expect the other teams to take advantage of that, and they just don't. Yeah. So we like we by default we're like like eighth or higher it's like we never really sink much lower than that apart from when phil parkinson was in charge of course um but it's like yeah doncaster could if they win their games in hand they're top by five points so then you look at hull hull are top on on 48 points They've, they've played a game more than us um, they played Gillingham, I think, on Friday night. Yeah, they yeah. played Gillingham on Friday night. We saw that Gillingham were quite handy, to be fair to them. Hull didn't really take advantage of us. Not like That was a pretty crap game from both sides, yeah, I, yeah. I would say, when we played them not long ago. like, And they've got a bit of depth as well, to be fair, having just came down from the championship. But eight points off top at this stage of the season... I don't think is I think it's nout to be honest. No, the thing I don't trust is us to be consistent enough. Don't get us wrong to to put that run of form together. But just keep in touch and distance with you know five six games to go, and I don't think you can write off automatic promotion. It's just if we can actually be consistent. If we could put a run yeah. together, yeah, we should we should easily get automatically promoted. It's like the, the teams you mentioned. Well, we've got them coming up. We've got well. Crew especially springs to mind. We've got them in a couple of weeks, so and they're like Crew are going to be there till at the end of the season. They're going to fall away at some point when everything starts evening itself out. So hope. yeah, and it's we just said like this about Wickham last season, didn't we? Well, they cheated at the end. <laughs> yeah, they just they cheated, did. but but their form their did drop. The their form did drop. Like yeah, they did, weren't yeah, as but... good from you know around the time we played them, and we absolutely turned them over. Like. They did get quite lucky. I don't know. Maybe they would have like leveled out later in the season. They obviously, had a good team spirit there. But yeah, I agree, Tom. I don't think the likes of Crew, Accrington, Charlton might improve a little bit because they've been quite poor recently. But 
you know, Portsmouth are only four points ahead of us and same games played, but they've lost twice recently despite like quite a few wins and obviously they beat us. But I don't know. I don't think you can write anything off or or write anything on Yeah, I imagine it'll be the same faces come the end of the season, like ourselves, Portsmouth, Peterborough, Oxford especially, Charlton will be there or thereabouts, and it's, I don't know, I'm not, in fairness, I don't watch that much of Lincoln, but if we put four past them, there's something up there, so I don't know if they're going to last the pace, or they're just like this season's Wickham. That let's not forget, mm-hmm. had Wick, had the season not ended, Wickham would have ended like eighth, ninth, tenth. Yeah. They they were just free yeah. falling. So I don't know. I mean, like like you said, there's plenty of time to go, and eight points at this stage is easily catch upable. Absolutely, I, I've got I've got no doubt we'll finish top six. To be honest, I think even if you just quite with the points you've got already on the board, even if you just quite stop start like we are, like. You know, if you do the two wins, draw, couple of wins, lose, do you know what I mean? Which is kind of what we do. Although we don't really lose many, to be fair, but you, you take my point. I think we'll keep doing that at worst. And then, you know, hey, playoffs, you never know. But will this be the start of us putting a run together this weekend, lads? What are we saying for score predictions at Stadium MK? I'm going to go with 4-0. Wow. <laughs> yeah. One better than Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Any basis for that, Richard? No, 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 no. Just that we, we might have a fearsome looking front four. Let's, Three, let's a dashing looking let's front back four. Back the boys. Oh, well. Well, Richard's gone in confident, Tom. Is he? He's not really left you anywhere to go, has oh, he? No. Or has I, he actually? I can't go funny and I can't go sensible here, so I'm like kind of, <laughs> kind of stuck. All right, we'll lose three nil. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's still that's still quite funny and and not sensible. Um, well, I'll go for the ideologically correct score of one-one with that yeah, in mind excellent, as well. Excellent. Or maybe it's becoming two-two. Maybe that's um, maybe that's the real quiz. That's a now. sexy ideological result. Yeah, it is. That's uh, that's the that's the ideological result after you've been to the zoo at night. I would oh. say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if that is the case. Uh, me and Matt will be back on Saturday to react to whatever score it's going to be at MK Stadium MK. Hopefully, it's going to be three points. And then Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday to look over that one in a bit more detail. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.